Why did Microsoft sunset their mixed reality headset? This is Mac Voices. Um, next up, I'm curious to see what you all think of this one, um, where Windows has uh, decided that it's going to deprecate the the Windows Mixed Reality in their. I didn't know they had one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Web. I I appreciate you playing straight man because that was yeah. my first thing. It's like, yeah. really? Oh. Okay, you you've oh. had this. It's. It it almost feels like when they had tablets, uh, it started out, and then you know they they backed off from that. Has Dave? We always look to you for Windows stuff. I mean, <laughs> I assume you knew about this that they actually it actually was a thing. It was quite good for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, really? It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did yeah. work. But this is going along the ways of Windows Mobile and and the Zune mm-hmm. <laughs> that they just are just abandoning it because you know it, I. Just you know, I just don't know because you got Meta, you got Apple coming up with this, and others mm-hmm. that have had them, and they they, they may just decide to get out of this. Yeah, um, I mean, Hololens was pretty extraordinary when it yeah. was announced close to ten years ago, but I think it's been pretty clear for a while now that uh, it's not in Microsoft's future cards. Uh, especially now that they've announced that it's pretty much going bye bye. I think they're putting all their focus well, definitely on definitely now. Yeah, I mean, with yeah. with being an AI, and I think a lot of that is just uh, looking at all their announcements uh, earlier. Uh, that uh, that it seems like a big their big focus right now. You know, with autopilot AI and a lot of other AI stuff, and then they then they're coming up with their own processor that uh, in 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 the enterprise that. Uh, this is not something they want to stay and be, be involved with. So is this something where they see the Apple train coming down the tracks and they don't want to be tied to those tracks? I'd be really curious because I don't really remember a lot of the details recently, but I know that that was a platform my brother was actively using for a while in his development. I, I don't think it's a fear of what Apple is doing. I think this is Microsoft taking a good product and once again, misreading their market and pulling out right at the point where they could start getting traction and, uh, and windows phone. I'm looking at you. Um, I was never a big fan of windows phone, but I appreciated what, what Microsoft was doing and they made solid phones and then they got out and they totally blew it because they got out right at the point where they could have really started picking up traction and they're like ah never mind and now they're doing that with the headsets and i think several years from now we'll be seeing articles like like we have seen about uh, about the whole windows phone thing where where people in Microsoft, like executives, are saying, "Yeah, that was kind of a mistake. We shouldn't have done that." 
and they'll be saying that at some point about their uh, their VR product. Jeff, I admittedly I don't follow follow Windows that closely, except as it overlaps into the Apple universe. But were those good solid phones? Really? Yeah. Oh, they were really good. Yeah. Then did you, did you want a good camera? Get a Windows phone. Yeah. And so, it was just down the line. There was there was so much they were doing right. Even yeah. though it was Windows, and we're like, yeah, Windows. They they did so much right with their phone. And then there was a big surprise. And we're not doing it anymore. Yeah. It, even after spending an ungodly amount of money on Nokia. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think uh, this comes down to maybe who Microsoft is. Um, especially under Satya Nadella, they are not a consumer company. They are a business-to-business focused company. Right. So I just got the lowdown from my brother, which is why I went off camera, because he just called when I texted him to ask if he this is going to impact Nice. <laughs> my brother is an AR developer, and um, he said it turns out that they weren't – it was a really good product for a while, but he's been not dependent on it for quite some time. Their flagship device is currently Magic Leap, which is also very business to business, um, mm-hmm. which is fine because he's a business. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that they basically weren't really willing to go all in. And then so they've been sort of slowly moving away from it as they mm-hmm. were realizing that they weren't ready mm-hmm. to go all in. Okay, so forgive me if I if I'm interpreting differently, but and I hear what you're saying, Britt, but it makes me wonder, okay, so why wasn't Microsoft willing to go all in if they had a great product? Because you know Apple's developing something that is super sexy, whether it <clears throat> ends up being B2B or is a lot more focused on B2C. It seems like at the moment it's more focused on B2C, but that's not necessarily the way some Apple products work out. But mm-hmm. Meta seems to be coming on strong with with their options including the Ray-Ban uh, smart glasses and the, the meta, the, I can't think of the, the name of the meta headsets, but um, I, I just, I don't know if it, it feels like this is yet another time that Microsoft Quest. has surrendered a space. Thank you. Quest. Thank you, Ben. Um, yeah. This is another time that Microsoft has surrendered a space because they couldn't immediately dominate it or they couldn't throw their weight around a lot the way that they have with products like Teams. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know the answer to that, except that um, maybe they feel like their their way is better in software, like, you know, through Microsoft Teams, have your AR meeting or VR meeting. I don't know if that's what they're thinking of doing or if they just, I mean, it makes sense that they would call it this year when they've had such success with um, working with OpenAI. Um, at least, at least they've been looking good this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, maybe this plays off of the the longstanding, uh, very antagonistic approach that departments inside Microsoft have had, where y- you have different departments. I mean, they they are fighting like cutthroat 
to get the funding and support for whatever their project is. And they will screw over other departments to be able to get the resources that they want. Now, I have no information at all to say that's what's happened here. But you do kind of have to wonder, maybe. I mean, could that be part of what, what happened? They just they didn't have the right manager who who could be aggressive enough to get them everything they wanted. So it started to kind of slide and uh, you know, like Brittany's brother was saying, and then eventually the it it just gets cut. Jeff, that makes me think though some of the stories we used to hear about the the old Microsoft and the way that they evaluated their teams. And, you know, would would cut team members no matter how good they were, because the theory seemed to be always that there was there was always a lower performing part or part of the team. And so it needed to be cut no matter how good it was. It was still not as good as the rest of the team. I'm oversimplifying that, but that was what it, I think what it boiled down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so it's like that's, great that's the old Microsoft and not the current one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, it makes me wonder about if if that's the case and jeff i i heard you you know loud and clear but that doesn't seem like uh that seems like a management failure as opposed to a product failure yeah i mean to be perfectly honest from what they have done i think the current microsoft might be a company that kind of would like would like to be making money in the ba- on the back end rather than controlling the front end. I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, if someone were to come out with a desktop uh, alternative to Windows, I don't know if they would fight it. That would be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. That is very interesting, Ben. But wouldn't they be giving up a whole lot of, I don't know, uh, market share? I guess that's not it. But just, I mean, a whole one of the whole foundations of their world? Um, well, it is the foundation of their world. Right now it's uh, Azure, Microsoft Office. I mean, Windows is there because there's literally no other option. All right, Ben, but the playoff of what you were saying, um, under Steve Ballmer, the, the mantra was Windows everywhere. Under Sachin Nadella, it's Microsoft everywhere. Yeah. And, yep. uh, and that, I mean, that's, that certainly opens up the market to a lot uh, more people. When, I mean, yes, Windows is a dominant operating system, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of people on Windows, or excuse me, on Mac out there, and iOS and Android, and there you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ser- seem to be giving mostly the same re- resources to the Mac versions of apps as they do the Windows versions right now. Microsoft everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Webb, you're awfully quiet, and I have to believe you have some thoughts on this. Um, we'll go to the VR headset first. Um, 
you know, uh, um, Meta and what they're doing is still trying to to figure it out. I, I I think that the virtual reality headset is a it's a great solution looking for a problem. I, I and Ben, I think you've said that before, so that I don't want to uh, read your your comment. You said that before, but I think so. Um, you know, Apple's coming right around the 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 bend, but at thirty five hundred dollars, that's an awfully high price uh, to entry. Uh, so I don't view it as a, a massive consumer product. Now, where it evolves to is, will be interesting. But uh, first out of the gate, I don't know anybody on this panel that plans on getting one um, uh, on an Apple Vision. Um, and I, I, I think that that the 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 virtual headset, for lack of a better term, um, I think it has a place, uh, like in architecture and some of those other. High-end uh, businesses uh, uh, where it could be um, really helpful, um, but uh, as as a consumer product, I'm I'm still trying to f- figure that out. Um, maybe it'll get there. So um, Microsoft as an entity, um, and David knows more much more about this than I do. I see that they spend a lot more time in and around Teams as their platform. Um, that's what I'm noticing. Um, and, uh, I know that, uh, uh, my IT department is really pushing teams as a platform. Um, we, we skipped over zoom because of some security issues. Uh, we skipped over WebEx because of some Cisco issues and, and uh, uh, we're, we're going full in on the teams platform, um, which I, we've talked about here before about some of the issues that I have with the teams and how they do their virtual backgrounds and stuff like that. Um, um, so I'm just, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, Microsoft's getting out, you know, they're not selling the technology. They're just going dormant on it. They, they may have a reason to bring it back out. I think it's more of a business to business proposition than I is a business to consumer proposition. And as David said, I think Microsoft is really concentrating more on the business side than they are on the consumer side. Yeah. If if somebody needs to buy uh, 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 Microsoft uh, 365 for home, they'll do it. They'll have a consumer version of that, but uh, uh, people are going to get that because they have a, uh, another business need for it, I, I would suspect. If, if they just need a word processor or or they're on a Mac, they're going to be using pages and numbers and those applications as well. So, that's some of my Brit? thoughts. Yeah, Britt? Yeah, I I don't have anything to disagree with or comment on. I sort of said it. I, I mean, yeah, business to business might be the biggest use for a lot of these for a long time. And that that's just it's going to be a slow burn, but it'll have some really useful applications when we decide to jump in on it. I, th- I still think it's looking right now. It's looking for a killer app or a killer use, and that's the big question. And yet, the journalists we see that have had the opportunity to try these out just say they're how blown away they are. So yeah. I've. I'm I'm anxious to try one out when it comes out and see what it can do and see how many of the issues that it addresses that we all have questions over. And Apple's is going to be a slow anyway because they're just not going to have the supply. So it, it doesn't matter what it costs. Well, it looks like they're from what I just read an article today that it looks like they're um, 
they're intentionally going to limit what the original, the, or at least the first run production. Yeah, the rumors, at least whatever four months ago, were that um, they were going to be so supply constrained on the um, the screens that go inside of it that it's it sort of doesn't matter how much people want them this year. It can't. It can't become that big. It could become highly desired. I mean, it would desired, be first, yeah. You know, yeah. wouldn't be the first product that supply couldn't meet demand. No, 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 no. But, no. but the the real the real killer things are are like Web said. I mean, my brother's is in architecture and in construction. That's what they do. So, because that's a place where it's no it's no question. You're all you need is one error, and you've bought the whole system, hardware and all. So. Good point. Hey, I know you have to cut out at the top of the hour, so um, feel free to stay as long as you want. Um, but you know, I want to make sure I just say Happy New Year and thanks for coming. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. I'll just hop off right now and you guys have a good show. Okay. We'll see you in 2024. See, see you, you then. Take Bye, care. Britt. Bye. Bye, Jeff, your comment in, the, in our chat room about um, these being seen as, as a gaming thing. You think that's really the way people are seeing it just because we, this is a, a new product and we don't know what to come, what to expect of it or what will come from it. All right. So for context, I'm talking about general consumers and (laughs) what have they seen in this space already? Rhetorical question, because the answer is gaming. That's, that's what they see the headset thing for and uh, which makes it just an expensive toy. So to get the the uh, average consumer on board with something like this outside of of the gaming space, that's going to take time and education, uh, which means lots of uh, lots of hard work for the marketing people. Um, so yeah, if you if you expect, and and when I say you, I mean the big the big you, not you specifically, Chuck. If you expect people to jump on board with something like this right away, you will be sorely disappointed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and maybe that's something that's that played into Microsoft's decision as well, because uh, they 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 didn't want to <clears throat> put the effort into making this or making their products appeal to a wider audience, and it just wasn't worth it anymore. Eric? Yeah, the only the only place I've pretty consistently heard interest in this is um, people who want larger screens or larger screen area, especially if they're working in a cube or in a small apartment or some spot where you can't put two or three large displays. They're looking at this as a way to have as much virtual desktop as they can get their hands on um, with you know, without the the physical problem of arrangement, and and the interest was there a little bit after the announcements, and it has continued and it continues to show up in comments in different groups about you know, are you getting new displays? What are you doing for displays? How do you handle multiple monitors? It it keeps showing up, and and that's the only group I've seen that has been consistent that spends money on a regular basis and spends so much time online that it 
might be enough. Would you, would you buy one? I don't know yet. I'm, you know, partly I haven't seen it. Um, the only thing real that really bothers me is you can buy one, but it is good for one person. It, you can't just keep handing it to different people. You changing it through to different people is difficult. There doesn't seem to be a way where you buy this thing and then you know it's a fixed amount to refit it for a second user or a third user. It, and you know my vision is bad enough that by the time I get it outfitted for me and drop in the lenses and all that. Nobody else is ever going to be able to use it. Yeah, I pull the lenses out and put new ones in, but um, it'll. I I will want to see kind of how that works. Um, I do have a couple of cases where, yeah, you know, being able to look at two or three different boxes that have no displays on them and have a display jump up and display something—that's a neat concept. Um, I don't know if the pricing and the software and everything will work well enough in this first revision for me to sell somebody on the concept of buying me one. And I'm not entirely sure if it's quite enough for me to look at one personally, but it's close. Um, closer even than maybe buying like a bunch of different headsets. Yeah, you because know, I find I use them a little bit, but not all the time. Uh, this this is a possibility. Um, you know, even if it's something like looking at training and tutorial videos later at night without disturbing somebody by you know having a TV going, uh, maybe. So did I mis did, did I misinterpret your comments? Do you have headsets now? No, I mean like earphone. Even something simple like putting in earbuds or headphones oh. or something like that. I, I, you know, I've got a set, but I, I don't run around grabbing the best I can have and obsess over them because I find a lot of times, for instance, I need to pay attention to what's going on around me so I can put one in an ear and then I have to mm -hmm. listen to be able to hold conversations and stuff. So putting a whole thing over my eyes and immersing myself, it's like, well, yeah, it would work. I can I can certainly visualize the concept, but then if I have to like only have it half on my head so that I can still see and talk to somebody, or <laughs> people willing to interact with me with virtual eyeballs, I, you know. Uh, now, whether I can sell the concept is that you know we need to experiment with this before all of our faculty go out and get it themselves. I'm I'm willing to give it a test, but I don't know if I could support the cost quite yet and i'm not totally sure if i'm willing to just buy it um i still think i'd love to see this for museums i'd love to see this for a tour of national parks um i'd love to see this you know for people who can't get out and travel all over the place for them to virtually do it but I, I don't know how you mix that with uh, you get a headset for a, a, a group and then be able to you know let a bunch of people use it if you have to fine-tune it for each person. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure. There's some logistics I am unsure of. You know, how do you, how do you sell it to somebody else? I buy the first one, and then the next one comes out, and then I say, oh, I'm going to sell this. And then who, who pays for the lenses? And, you know, is Apple still doing it? 
I'm curious enough to wonder. Yeah. I would think for a museum that this would really be more like a new kind of museum, like, because there's no point in going, you know, just put Mm -hmm. the headset on. And I'm already watching a lot of travel vlogs on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can imagine maybe, you know, this morphs into that, but probably not at Mm -hmm. $3,500. And uh, there are (coughs) also some medical and technological obstacles that will have to be overcome. Um, I I have an issue with my eyes where uh, they do not track together normally. Uh, Active 3D, the old Active 3D, um, that effect would not work for me. Uh, there are people who are blind or worse in one eye. Uh, the, the question is, will this technology work for them or how far away we are we from having this work for them? We won't know till we get our hands on them. Yeah. I was just going to make one quick comment. Um, Please, what? Uh, and if the rumors are true, I'm still having a lot of trouble that that supposedly this thing's going to be costing. Well, they even announced thirty five hundred dollars. Plus, you got to get a pair of AirPods to go with it. That I just don't understand. But that's just me. I don't think so. you have to. You don't have to. It's just that. Okay. It's just that if you do get them, they'll work together. But mm-hmm. and it it will definitely improve the immersive experience. Well, yeah. Right. But you know. But for but I, for, for that kind of money. Shouldn't they just include the immersive experience? Anyway, we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. The Mac Voices Live panel takes on a new topic next time. I'm Chuck Joyner, and I'll see you then. As always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.